Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, the Florida Coaches Coalition, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and We Coach. Check out these great organizations, see what they can do for you. And now, please don't fast forward. Stay with us for three minutes. Listen to our podcast sponsor shout outs because they're all great products. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class content for their school social media channel. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen console that highlights your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. But the Wall of Fame is much more than that. It's also an extensive content program that helps you tell more compelling stories that are going to better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com to check out their products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake. Bring your school's legacy to life at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. We also want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms, including Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and, of course, Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We've used it with great success, and I think it's the only fundraising platform that will give you your money before you actually start your fundraiser. Check them out. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school. They've got the tools to help your athletes, your teams, and your coaches perform at the highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown's recently acquired Ticket Spigot, and together they're going to do an even better job of helping your school sell tickets online. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to not only show you how to set up and sell tickets, scan your attendees, and collect your revenue, they'll also provide you with a dedicated client success manager that's going to give you hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com today. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. We purchased a Sideline Interactive score table. It not only generates income for our department, but also creates the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thank you to Final Forms. Go to finalforms.com slash Jake. See all the things that they can do for you, your stakeholders, your coaches. Uh, and like I said, you take care of all the reports that come across your desk. Talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. That's finalforms.com slash Jake. 
We also want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve every aspect of your athletic program. ADs typically only hear back from that 2%, the frustrated parent or the uh, athlete that maybe didn't have a great experience. And we need to hear back from them so we can affect positive change in our program. But side, uh, but uh, athletic surveys is going to connect you with the 98% that really love and support your program. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey to allow you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Check them out today. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We are going national today. Our guest today is Dr. Janice Hilliard. Uh, she is the president and CEO of Hilliard Solutions. She's going to talk a lot about that later in the podcast, but she's got a tremendous background in athletics. Uh, she was a college athlete, also a college administrator. So all you athletic directors listening, uh, take note. Uh, oh, by the way, she was also an NBA vice president. She's a published author. She's a national speaker, a college professor, and I'm going to let her talk now. Uh, Dr. Janice Hilliard, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Hey, Jake. It's so nice to, to be with you and to connect uh, outside of LinkedIn. How about that? Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Well, uh, you're going to share, but I know it's a tremendously busy time for you. Some exciting things going on. Uh, let's go and jump right in. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that bio, where you were born, where you grew up, you know, take us up through those college athletic playing years, and then we'll take a quick break and, and find out some more. But what's the Janice Hilliard story? Great. Well, I'm here in Houston, Texas, kind of where I started out. I am a Texan, grew up in central Texas area, went to high school there and was really fortunate to uh, earn a basketball scholarship to the University of Houston. So that really began my education and my athletic career. I spent some time teaching in the public schools here in Houston, in Baytown, right outside of Houston, and then had the opportunity to go to graduate school, of course, at Michigan State and spent some time in, in East Lansing, and then had an opportunity to um, work at the NCAA or as an intern. And so I sort of segued from um, secondary education, teaching and coaching into athletic administration. I was an academic advisor first at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Um, and then later on, I would go back to uh, Chapel Hill as associate athletic director and spend some time there. And then spent a little bit of time actually at Houston uh, as associate AD overseeing student athlete and athlete development programming. So pretty much from the beginning, background in education, pretty much at all levels, and having the opportunity to work uh, on the athlete, student athlete development side. Yeah, again, and I really want to get into that, uh, you know, later in the podcast. But you and I were talking before we started recording, and uh, you're you're a little bit younger than me. That's okay. But um, <laughs> we were talking about Title IX, and with this being the 50th anniversary of Title IX, I know. You know, back in the day, um, you know, Houston's uh, men's basketball team program was outstanding, you know, national caliber. And I apologize 
I, how was the women's program back then? Maybe what were some things that you experienced as an athlete that might resonate with our listeners today about playing back in those days? Wow. Yeah. You know, you're right. I am a title nine baby I had to kind of give my, my age away. And it was really fortunate during that time when I got recruited to Houston really was because of my basketball coach, coach, coach Whitman, who is no longer with us, but she really was the beginning for a lot of us our impetus in terms of not only getting a college education, but understanding what athletics and sports, you know, can do. Uh, most of us, our role models have been coaches throughout our career. And so having the opportunity back then with Dr. Garrison, Sue Garrison, who is a legend um, in the field, and one of the few athletics directors back in the 70s, uh, being the advocate for us and, you know, working out in a different gym than the men and uh, traveling on buses, right? And Actually, when I played, and I'm really, really aging myself, is that college women's basketball was not even under the NCAA, Jake. It wasn't until I graduated uh, in 1981 and 1982, the NCAA took over women's sports for the first time. So I actually played under the Association of Interscholastic Athletics for Women, the AIAW. And after that period of time, then again, of course, um, the NCAA took over and women's sports uh, began to grow. But back during those days, yeah, that was sort of the beginning of, of um, equal rights and equal access um, for women, uh, women in sports. As you look back now, you know, with the perspective of, uh, you know, your, your career, which obviously is still going, um, any events or any moments, you know, stick out uh, that you can look back and say, yeah, that had an impact on my life. Any one or, or two things jump out at you? Well, a couple of things. I mean, one of them is is, is sort of bizarre, but I remember um, the experience when we were traveling in buses, right, from the University of Houston and, and playing across Texas. I remember the first bus trip that we took across Texas was to Texas Tech University to play there. And when, of course, the men were, were flying, flying uh, different places. But being there and having that experience kind of opened my eyes and it opened our eyes as women. If like we can travel eight or nine or 10 hours in a bus across Texas and play in a game and be successful in all of the camaraderie that we built between ourselves and seeing the success that we had and kind of the atmosphere that Coach Whippin created for us really was sort of a turning point because it opened my eyes. Um, to see, again, not only the opportunities that, that were before us, but sort of the challenges uh, and barriers that we had in front of us, which are not so much unlike today, although we've seen the U.S. Women's National Team, uh, the WNBA, uh, what we've done in professional sports, women and tennis, overcome some of those barriers. But that was pretty, a pretty eye-opening, I think, experience for me uh, is one thing that I think about. And then probably after I left playing, uh, the first first coaching positions that I had um, in the early 80s, uh, as I looked at women's sports, you know, made an impact on me as a coach, as a young coach at a high school for the first time coaching a, a couple of sports, is when I really began to see and realize the impact of the sports industry, what it meant to be a female in sports, uh, and it inspired me, you know, actually to become um, uh, an athletics administrator. And so those were all sort of turning points in my life that I think um, back on that shaped 
the trajectory of my career. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. And uh, again, we've we've come so far, but you know, we, there's still so much more that we need to do. I mean, just look back at uh, the whole weight room fiasco uh you know during the men's and women's final four uh the disparities and and that probably wasn't the only uh difference um you know when that when that um uh event hit the news um uh, what were your thoughts uh about that having you know been there done that as a national caliber athlete well i'm i'm forever surprised uh and sometimes disheartened as some of the kinds of things, you know, that can happen. And so it really just demonstrates our need to continue uh, the fight, uh, to continue to move and push forward. And what's exciting is really, frankly, seeing more former athletes like myself in leadership positions and roles. And so uh, having been an executive at the professional sports level, the NBA for so many years, and having worked uh, as an associate athletic director at the college level, and then having spent some time actually at the NCAA as an intern earlier in my career, I tend to have a, a pretty broad perspective over the events that I see happen in sports at all level. And it's actually related to um, our business at Hilliard Solutions that we'll talk about later in terms of a broader view as to what's happening. So when we have an incident like that, that happens, uh, lots of things go through my head in terms of understanding structures, understanding communications, understanding issues. And so, you know, the first things that I think about, okay, are leadership positions, right? And so um, there are structures, there are committees, there are people who are empowered with having input and decisions in terms of what happens uh, in sports, whether it's at the uh, uh, basketball level or volleyball level. So you think about the, the committees um, that make decisions. You, you think about, secondly, the integration and communication that goes on between different departments. You know, you think about men's basketball and women's basketball. And, and is there an opportunity for integration, for collaboration, you know, for sharing information as we try to equalize women's sports and men's sports? And then you think about uh, communication. Like, how does that happen? Is there a structure to where what the women are doing, that, that they have the opportunity, the same as the men? What is that uh, planning like? What is that process like? And then what is that staffing like? You know, what, what are, when I worked, when I went to the NBA, um, I went there to work for the Development League. David Stern hired me to develop the player programs for the D League, which is now the G League. Right. So our, our goal there was to create a structure for these guys who were playing in the development league who were probably not gonna play in the NBA. And so it was really important, and this has carried, stayed with me throughout my career, that if you have a foundation and a structure that's integrated, then you have an environment to where you can sort of have those uh, checks and balances. And then anything that's developed or created or implemented, it's more integrated. And that's one of the challenges that we have in sports today that I know we'll talk about more in a little bit. Right. Absolutely. I, I definitely want to get into that. Thanks so much for sharing. Uh, again, we don't often get that, um, I, I'll say, behind the scenes view from somebody uh, who has done all those things that you've done. Um, our guest today for listeners, uh, Dr. Janice Hilliard, 
uh, former athlete, administrator. Uh, she's currently the president and CEO of Hilliard Solutions. We're going to hear a lot about that in a minute. Let's go and take our first break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating custom content for their school social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any training. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's gipper.com. Create custom content for your school social media channel. We also want to say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that's going to highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the arts. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also a content program that helps you tell more compelling stories to better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their great products. And when you're ready to order, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get 5% off. That's Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Check them out today. And we want to say thanks to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform that we've used with great success. And they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and get started. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Dr. Janice Hilliard, uh, President and CEO of Hilliard Solutions. We're going to take a deep dive into Hilliard Solutions in our next segment. But right now, um, Dr. Hilliard, uh, mentoring is such a big part of our profession. And I'm always curious who are some of the mentors that you have had uh, in your career? None of us get to where we're at on our own. So who are some of the people that helped you along the way? Well, you're definitely right about that, Jake. Uh, we talk about mentors and we talk about sponsors, you know, folks that kind of help you get to where you, you need to go. But we, we all need them. And they certainly have played a really critical role in my life. One I mentioned earlier, I referred to Coach Doc Woodfin, uh, I believe in the earlier segment, who was my coach at the University of Houston. Really, I came from a small town in Texas to the big city in Houston. Many of us on the, the team came from small towns. And Coach Woodfin was a significant influencer uh, and impacted my life because she taught us not only about basketball, but about life. Uh, engaged us in the community when we were here in the University of Houston. And were concerned about us as young women that we grew and developed our careers and as long as, unfortunately, we lost her a few years ago, but I was back here in Houston at the time before I started Hilliard Solutions, and she was actually uh, still engaged with me and one of the first people that helped me create my very first website. So Coach Whitman, and to this day, my teammates are still honoring and recognizing her um, our social media uh, channel. So she was very, very significant uh, to me, and that was right out of high school. And then I'd say, 
Dr. Gloria Smith, who also is no longer with us, but Dr. Smith oversaw the graduate program that I was in at Michigan State. And I did my master's there in urban counseling, got connected with her. And she was not necessarily in sports, but she understood my background, having been an educator, having been a coach, got a degree in, in counseling at Michigan State, knew that I wanted to work in sports and athletics. And she was throughout my career, a person who I always went to for guidance and direction anytime that I made a career move in a career shift. And those were, were two true mentors from the beginning of my career until they passed away. Now, there were other folks along the way. Unfortunately, the field I went into in student athlete development at the time, there weren't a lot of women who were in that space. So I had a lot of uh, guys, men who were mentors as well. And even today in our coaching and our consulting that we do at Hilliard Solutions, we're always teaching women that, that the gender doesn't matter as much, although there is great significance to being able to connect with a, another woman. It's important also to establish networks with men uh, as well, because you need this group of people around you, as you indicated. And then finally, Jake, I think I would say, I have learned and grown many of my mentors throughout the years, particularly when I was at the NBA and now in our network are not my senior or peers, but they're younger people who teach me from a mentoring perspective. And, and they're the ones that help keep me attuned on things like culture and how to communicate social media these days. And I'm not like technologically challenged or afraid, but man, I rely on these young people. For example, they're a part of our event team coming up and they teach me all the time. Not only what's happening in the culture, what's happening uh, with folks their age uh, and just really mentor me. So I have to throw in there, it's important to have different kinds of mentors and folks who are at different levels, either your senior or, or folks that are in your network or younger people that can bring you various experiences and, and they may be outside of sports. You know, again, I love to hear the stories uh, about the mentors and how it wasn't just somebody from back in your childhood that sometimes, you know, they're, they're still mentoring us even to this day. And uh, that's the thing about mentoring. It comes full circle. Now, you know, you, we are the ones, you know, mentoring that next generation. Very cool stuff. Um, Dr. Hilliard, uh, you have such a, a wide variety of experiences, but uh, I've I got to hear more about your time with the NBA. Um, you know, how did that happen? And you were there for a significant amount of time. Um, what are some of the impacts that you feel that happened under your watch uh, when you were a vice president with the National well, Basketball Association? Well, I'm really excited to talk about the, uh, the NBA. Obviously, I was there 15 years and uh, went there from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in 2001 when the NBA created the Development League. And uh, I was hired by David Stern to actually create the model program for the D-League. And that was the continuing education model and the career development because they felt that, and even today, the concept of the, the Development League or the G League is to train uh, not only players, but uh, front office officials, uh, officials on the court to work in the NBA. And so they really wanted to have someone who was not only had an athletic background and understand the sports, that understood the sports culture, 
but also that could help these young men be successful outside of basketball because they knew that they would need to go on and, and do other things in their life. And that, that has continued to be true. So that's how I got to the, to the, to the NBA and, and just spent a few years um, working with the D league, um, developing those education programs, which was my background and training staff uh, to work with those D leagues and D league players. And then after a few years started working with NBA teams, continued to do what I was all about, which was education. Oversaw all the continuing education programming for players on all 30 teams. I was responsible also for the professional development of the folks who work with the players at the team level, um, as well as at the league office. And being a part of that player development group or team at the league office uh, gave me the opportunity to learn the business of basketball and how our role and my role in particular was to help support the players both on and off the court, if you will, to prepare for their transition into the league, um, to support them from an education and a career development perspective to their transition out of the league. And so that was essentially what my job and role was. And, and that really came about, Jake, because of my background and being an educator. And that really is who I am at the core. And I've been blessed to have the opportunity to work in sports as an educator and as a, a developer of people. And so because of that skill set, uh, my responsibilities primarily at the league office were around those areas. I also have an opportunity to engage with the WNBA uh, on the different occasions regarding their programming um, and training as well. So the idea of being an educator and, and a programming perspective, a curriculum person having worked in high school and have worked in all levels have really experienced athletes from an education, a development and transition perspective at all levels. And because of that, I got to do what I love, which is programming. And I had an opportunity to develop people who work with the athletes, which, can, which continues to be really my passion um, today. So great times there. You asked me earlier, what were some highlights that I remembered from being an undergrad? And it's so easy uh, to talk about those kinds of experiences from the NBA, because one of the cool things was you get to travel all over the world with your teams. And of course, the NBA being a global organization, those were certainly highlights, being able to, to travel as well with the teams that I was responsible for. Yeah, and you weren't taking buses uh, <laughs> with the NBA. <laughs> um you mentioned the WNBA, and uh, I, I'm going to th throw this at you. I know it's kind of an ambush question. Uh, <laughs> the WNBA has been around for a long time. Um, why do you think it's taken until, let's say, maybe the last couple of years for it to really kind of have a breakthrough as far as, you know, uh, viewership and, you know, fans and, you know, just it, um, what took – I know this is a tough question. <laughs> what took so long? And obviously it's not where it should be. Uh, but uh, what, what's your take on the WNBA's journey to this point? Yeah, it's pretty magnificent because I remember before the WNBA, uh, I was in grad school finishing up the PhD in, in Michigan and driving over to uh, Columbus and watching the ABL play. 
So a lot of people don't remember um, there was the ABL before the WNBA. The WNBA obviously came about in 96 after we won the Olympics. And then all the top players from the ABL were selected and the, and the, and the W came about. So a little bit of history, uh, history there. So, so part of my response is um, the WNBA is what, 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and if I get my math correct, that's a pretty young period of time for a league uh, in reality, right? 96, if I do my math, it'll tell me exactly how many years. The league is very young. If we look back at the NBA and when the NBA started, back, those games weren't even televised. Mm-hmm. They weren't on TV. And this is like historical public knowledge. You know, David Stern came in, they had a drug problem. Uh, folks were not watching uh, men of color play basketball, and he revolutionized that entire league. But they, I don't know that they were any further along than the WNBA after 23 or 24 years. Mm-hmm. So first, I would say that um, in terms of, of, of the age um, of the league itself. Now, that said, um, there has continued to be a lot of growth and progress um, in the league you know, unfolding into its own. And even the D-League, the development league that I mentioned earlier, when I first went to the um, NBA, um, the D-League was a separate standalone league of its own, like the W. It took David Stern until I think the 2005-06 CBA to negotiate the D-League to even become a part of the NBA. And first he had to get the NBA teams on board um, to actually adopt and work with and integrate the G League. The G League now is a part, um, they send players up to the NBA. That took some time. And even in that evolution, the model of the development league, the model of the WNBA has changed. So I think that these again are organizational um, issues from a business perspective to think about. the model at the, the D-League when I went there, all the team presidents the first year had a particular a certain type of ba- a background. The second year of the D-League, we had pretty much all new presidents and they all had marketing backgrounds. The D-League initially was in the Southeast in the Bible Belt where, hey, having the games on Wednesday night is not too cool. Mm-hmm. So the evolution, and I think the W has experienced similar evolution. In the beginning, they all played in NBA arenas. That is not true anymore, the size. They play in the summer, right? Many of their players still go overseas to play. So I think you have a lot of the business decisions that impact uh, the W and perhaps impact perhaps other women's sports leagues equally. You know, we haven't talked about the, the U.S. women's national team right? And the kinds of things that they've had to go through um, in the fight. So I think part of that um, is a a business perspective. It's the structure. Certainly we're at another level in place now where equal pay um, and athletes speaking up is now the focus. We're also at a point where we have to invest in women's sports and we have to invest in the W. I I think I heard uh, the owner of the Lakers say this, um, you know, recently she talked about um, that Jeannie Buss talked about in a recent podcast, and I think she just recently uh, became an owner of a, uh, a women's wrestling league, uh, I believe, or, or similar. And she talked about the next step in era 
in elevating women's sports is investing in it, whether that be women, men, sports, um, you know, companies or whomever. So I think, you know, though these are significant factors um, as it relates to, and obviously marketing, you know, will, will help to increase the visibility um, of women, sports, not only the W, but I think that's a big factor as well. And we see some progress there uh, when it comes to marketing and promoting these women. We see more of the women themselves talking about marketing. Um, our athletes are more astute now. You know, businesses from a corporate responsibility perspective are now understanding and seeing the value of investing in women's sports as is shoe companies, as in other businesses. I mean, all we have to do is look at the social climate, right? From the George Floyd situation to other companies realizing that athletes now have a lot of power at all levels, all the way down to the high school level. We saw the Colin Kaepernick situation impact high school student athletes. And so there's this, this change, um, there's this evolution of what's happening in sports that athletes now are at the center of. And that's why I'm so excited that the work that we do in helping organizations, um, schools, uh, as they look at their sports programs and, and they think about how they operate their business to understand the importance of the athletes at whatever level uh, that's important to the, to the business itself, to sports, um, as well as educating and developing and transitioning these people who are at the core um, of our business. And I know we don't like to say business um, in terms of when we talk about education and even at the high school level, but a part of what we do believe um, that for student athletes to be successful, even at the high school level, is that at some point they need to understand the business that they're in. No, again, great commentary. I'm going to jump back to the WNBA. I, I, me personally, and I'm sure a lot of other people, you just don't think about, well, yeah, it's only been around for, you know, 24, 25 years. Uh, and, you know, I, I am kind of a sports geek uh, nerd in that area. I, I, I've done the research. I know what the NBA and the NFL and those pro leagues were like in their first 25 years. It wasn't <laughs> what we see today. Great, great point. And also great transition into what's going to be our next talking point. Um, our guest today is Dr. Janice Hilliard. She's the president and CEO of Hilliard Solutions. And we're going to take that deep dive into Hilliard Solutions when we come back. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way that you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they loved all the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's going to provide your teams, your kids, your coaches with the tools that they need to perform at the highest level. It's going to be a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face. Go to Huddle.com and see why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thank you to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. 
They're going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, not just for sporting events, but for things like school plays, school concerts, dances, even graduation. And the best thing, Hometown is going to set you up with a dedicated client success manager that's going to provide you hands-on support every step of the way and beyond. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Our guest today is Dr. Janice Hilliard. She's the CEO and the president of Hilliard Solutions. Now, I've been to the website, HilliardSolutions.com. Um, we're on a podcast, so it's hard for us to do a uh, you know screen share, but can you share with our listeners what Hilliard Solutions is and also why they should be, and listeners, I'm telling you, you should be, why they should be interested and go visit you. Sure. You know, I'm really excited about Hilliard Solutions. Uh, we started the, the company. It's an education and sports consultancy down here in Houston, Texas. When I transitioned from the NBA after 15 years and really wanted to just continue to do the work that I had been doing my whole career for about 30 years, educating, developing, transitioning athletes and, and preparing uh, people to work with that. And that was really my passion. And plus, there were some other things I wanted to do, teach um, as well. So when I started the company, one of the things I thought about is how can I share this knowledge and wisdom um, with other people who have the passion that I have in sports as far as um, athletes and, and just kind of what we do as a, as a career and as a profession. So our framework that we developed is called the 360 Athlete Success Model. Um, as Jake just mentioned, you can download it for free. Uh, from our website, HilliardSolutions.com. And it really is a framework that um, outlines what I've learned and, and the strategies and the success that I've had working with athletes at all levels. It's pretty rare um, that someone has worked in this capacity at every level. There are seven other people that I'm aware of in, in the country um, who have worked in an, an, an athlete development capacity from middle school all the way through professional sports. And so in this framework, I'm sharing what I've learned and the success that I've had at every level and what that looks like. And the aspects of the model, you'll see if you download it, uh, indicate that there are five, what we call domains, areas that are important when it comes to athletes educating them at all levels and preparing them to be successful in their sport and in life. And these domains came from my experiences in programming um, that I've been doing my entire life and seeing the success of what athletes need to have and what programs need to have for them. And it also comes from my experience training and preparing people who work with athletes whether it's counselors or coaches or athletics directors or team presidents. So this model represents a framework for sports leaders at all levels. And it's a framework for the education, the development and the transition of athletes so that they're successful in their sport at whatever level and throughout life. So the framework integrates these two assets for, for aspects. So for example, in the model, one of the domains is education. What is the education that student athletes and athletes should have at the high school level, the college level, 
the pro level? What should that look like? It's athletes' rights, for example, and there are examples in our outline, financial literacy. What does that look like at the high school level, writing a check versus a professional athlete and knowing how to um, invest his money? Career development is an aspect that's often overlooked. We often think about career development as getting a job, networking, helping them to transition. But we've seen that athlete identity is a huge area that's often left out when we're trying to help athletes at whatever level. But if they don't know who they are, and most of them uh, identify themselves as an athlete. And when we teach them it's what you do, but it's not who you are. And it's one of the biggest challenges when they get ready to transition. They're not going from high school to college or college to pro and pro athletes because they don't have any identity. Uh, we think about athletes function not in a vacuum. They function in the world around them. So whatever's happening in society impacts them, whether it's social media, right? What's happening there, whether it was like the George Floyd situation, whereby athlete activism came about, whether it's gender equity, um, community, um, whatever is happening around them in their world is impacting them. From an economics perspective, understanding scholarships, understanding sports, understanding agreements, those kinds of things, it's a business. Whether we wanna say, you know, to high school student athletes, this is a business or not, but they're very savvy these days. You know, most of them want to be entrepreneurs, whether they're athletes or not. They see the success of other athletes. And then, of course, the, the final domain is psychology, which encompasses performance, um, where we teach athletes uh, about mental health and, and their safety and those kinds of things, sports psychologists. So within those five domains, the idea is programming should be available in each of those areas at all levels. And what we do is to help sports administrators, educators, look at the programming that you have from a holistic perspective. Because in sports, oftentimes, we often function in silos. We don't integrate what's happening in one area of business, even the challenges that we have as sports leaders, but the athletes are in the middle. So they are being impacted by all of these areas and all of these aspects of their lives. So in order to holistically support them, in their sport and beyond, our programming should, should, should be impacted by, our programming should impact all of these areas in which they're living. Now, the second part of the model uh, speaks to those of us who do this work. So we need a particular skill set in order to not only develop this type of programming, but to develop ourselves as professionals. And that's a big thing that we do at Hilliard Solutions. How do you continue to develop as a professional? What are the skills that you need, whether it's communication, you know, whether it's cultural awareness? Uh, what kinds of skills do you need in order to implement this program, in order to communicate with athletes at different levels? Um, what kind of skill set do you need to identify the resources that they need at the level that they're at? What kind of support, uh, what kinds of people do you bring in to help you to create the environment? and to create the structure that you need. So in essence, when we talk to athletics directors, coaches, counselors, um, local community sports organizations, college athletics um, programs, we use this model um, as our assessment tool. We help them to look at their programming, to look at their structure, uh, to look at, because no, nobody knows better than you how your system and your environment works. So we're able to use this framework to assess where you are 
and to identify areas that you might want to strengthen and then help provide those resources. Our network is pretty big from the NBA, you know, to the Houston, Texas, where I am. And we're not all professionals in every area, but there are mental health and wellness experts in our network that we bring in to help our clients um, that we work with to, to do what they're trying to do to be successful. And from the professional development perspective, which is a big part of Hilliard Solutions um, in terms of training people, assessing their skill set, and also helping them to continue to grow. And that's one thing that we have to remember, uh, whatever our capacity is, you wanna continue to grow and develop. And we help folks as well assess what their career goals are. Where do they wanna go? Is it being a head coach? Is it, is it becoming a public speaker? Because we lose track of that when we're just doing, we're doing the work, you know, but what, what, what about us? You know, what is it that we want to become? So as a part of, of really this model, it really helps us today to do two things. Focus on holistic programming and preparation of the education, development, and transition of our athletes. And it helps us to assess and provide supportive professional development for those who work with athletes, whatever capacity you might be, might be the trainer, might be the security guy, you might be the bus driver, because those folks really know what's going on. Wow. Um I really appreciate the way you broke that down. Uh, and, and listeners, the website's HilliardSolutions.com. You need to check it out. There's just so much cool stuff. And we talk about athlete transition. Um, you know, you hear about the uh, professional athlete after whether it's four, five, 10 years, they're no longer an athlete. They're transitioning to life. Well, there's more college athletes that when their college career is over, they didn't make the pros. And for high school, that's the biggest group of all that's transitioning after they've had a great high school career, they're moving on with their life. So you really need to check out HilliardSolutions.com. We're going to hear some more about it. But uh, Dr. Hilliard, if one of our listeners wanted to connect with you, find out more, what's the best way they can do that? Sure. Well, uh, clearly go to HilliardSolutions.com and uh, sign up. There's a contact form in there. You can Select uh, what you'd like to talk about. If it's curriculum, just check that curriculum box, get your email address, set up a time to have a conversation with you. That 360 model is there as well. So you'll learn a little bit more about, about it. Uh, second way is that you can reach out on LinkedIn. Just It's my name, uh, Dr. Janice Hilliard. Send me a, an invitation on LinkedIn. Happy to connect with you uh, and have a conversation um, as well. So either of those ways work great. Uh, we're on social media also. Okay, some of our listeners, uh, you know, on social media, you can message me there. Uh, we're on Instagram at Hilliard Solutions, just like it sounds, H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. And we're on Twitter at um, Hilliard, H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D, S-O-L-U-T-I, the number one. And there oh, we go. And Jay. Yeah. The, the probably the simplest, easiest way is just to email me. You don't want to do all that. Do Dr. J at HilliardSolutions.com. I love that Dr. J email. Okay. Um, <laughs> for our listeners, we've been visiting with Dr. Janice Hilliard, Hilliard Solutions. We're not done yet. We've got some more coming. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and their video boards. 
They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Sideline Interactive Board are very versatile. Their customer service is outstanding. It's probably one of the best purchases I ever made as an athletic director. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. Whether you're an athletic director, an IT professional, or a superintendent, you need to go to finalforms.com slash Jake and see all the things they can do for you and your program. They can uh, help out your stakeholders with things uh, like reminders for policies, for physical expirations, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with uh, communication and attendance and their own certification management. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility and rosters and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes, to somebody who gets it. To take those next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We are visiting with Dr. Janice Hilliard, uh, longtime coach, college administrator, NBA vice president, uh, author, speaker, professor, and the president and CEO of Hilliard Solutions. Uh, Dr. Hilliard, you just kind of shared some broad brushstrokes um, about how and what Hilliard Solutions is. Can you give our listeners, you know, maybe a, a laser focus? Uh, what's um, an example of maybe an athlete that you've worked with or maybe a team uh, to just, again, illustrate why our listeners should get in touch with you? Great. No, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I talked about programming. I talked about professional development, which is really what we're about in training the trainer, if you will, helping uh, administrators and, and sports professionals to create programming, uh, to develop themselves and to help their athletes develop. So, you know, a, a lot of our program is based around, I work with um, at least, you know, a few college teams. And one example is programming that we worked with the athletics department uh, for a group of student athletes and created a career development program for a group of their athletes to go through. And these were athletes at all levels in college from freshman all the way through senior and took our, our career development model, which you'll also see on our website and created six classes, six on, uh, online classes, like a course that I took this group of student athletes through in terms of helping them to figure out where they are now as student athletes, how to assess themselves, how to determine what career they might be interested in, how to network within sports where they are now um, as a student athlete experience. And so they were able, this particular institution was able to take that model, right, and continue to build on that and enhance their programming. Uh, from, a, from a high school perspective and a program perspective, we were very fortunate in 2019 when the NCAA had the first ever college basketball uh, academy. And they haven't had one since because of COVID. So Hilliard Solutions was was able to work with the NCAA. We created the model program for all of the campers. Um, if you guys remember around the country, one of the sites actually happened to be Houston. We developed all of the programming and administered, implemented that programming for all of the uh, men's basketball players that participated in that academy 
um, in 2019. So that was a great success. We had a chance to integrate a lot of coaches uh, who are now part of our network, Jake, uh, that I'm going to see when they're in town for the, for the final four who are interested in student-athlete development. From a parent's perspective, uh, we recently did some programming for the new College Basketball Parents Association. Uh, in fact, Jake, I'll get to you a link to that webinar uh, that maybe you can share with your audience. They can listen to a presentation I made to college basketball. They were primarily basketball parents. It's a new organization where they are trying to learn more about how to prepare their high school student athletes to make the transition to college. So there I talked about the 360 model and the kinds of things that they should look for as parents, programming and when they select um, institutions. And then finally, um, you know, I love working with coaches. Uh, when I first transitioned to Texas, there's a group in, in Texas called Behind Whistle uh, in San Antonio. Uh, it's Lizette and William Goodlow, both doctors now, and they have an annual uh, training program for coaches. And so I've done some work there in terms of training coaches to look at their structures, to assess um, how they can work with uh, counselors in their, their situation, in their environment, and how they can create a student-athlete development structure that will help them to help their student-athletes. Because again, Oftentimes, you know, the coaches are trying to do everything they can do. The counselors are trying to help the student athletes, but we help them to create um, a structure. What should it look like? What should the team of student athlete development people um, look like so that you can work together as a unit? So from curriculum um, to the professional development uh, of coaches to assessing, you know, different environments, we've done all of those things. Um, with from colleges to um, you know individual organizations to working with individuals uh, professionally and individually. So hopefully you know that helps. But we can talk more if we get connected. No, absolutely. We'd be happy to promote that. Uh, speaking of promoting, you've got a big event coming up. Uh, can you share a little bit with our listeners about that and how they can get involved? Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, this is our fifth year. Um, we'll have we'll host the Women in Athlete Development Symposium and Networking event. It's an online event, uh, April 12th and 13th. If you go to hilliardsolutions.com, again, slash symposium, you can get an overview of the event. But it, essentially, we're bringing together, we've had over 250 women attend this event since I um, created it in 2019. And these are women who are seeking professional development individually who have an interest in continuing to work with athletes at all levels. So we have representatives from the professional sports leagues in our network, college athletics, entrepreneurs, um, women who want to transition. You know, they're, they're interested in advancing in their space. And so they learn from other women, uh, first of all, and create a network. So it's about professional development and it's about creating a network. So we bring everybody together um, and the idea is to help folks transition. And we talk about our career coaching uh, programs where I work with women individually. I've worked with several who want to transition actually now from high school and coaching into another career, but don't know how to get there. You know, what kind of plan of action do they need? I work with women um, athletics administrators at the college level that now work in professional sports. So it's about professional development, about coaching and creating a network and learning about all of the hottest topics today in athlete development. So 
hope that folks can join us. You can go to hilliardsolutionsagain.com slash symposium and give you the rundown. Register and join us. We'd certainly love to have more high school administrators and educators uh, attending the conference. Well, it sounds like a great, great event. Uh, if for nothing else, just increasing your network. Uh, this has just been so cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fanboy here now of uh, Hilliard Solutions <laughs> and uh, all the things you do. Um, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And I'm very curious about this one. Uh, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics. Uh, and, and again, I, I love what you shared. One of seven people that have done high school, college, and uh, you know the NBA pros, very cool stuff. Um, we're gonna take our final break and we're gonna hear from athletic surveys who sponsored the toolbox segment. But when we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Janice Hilliard to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let her put three things in that toolbox. So uh, we're going to hear from athletic surveys and uh, then we'll be back and find out what uh, Dr. Hilliard is going to put in her AD toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to athletic surveys for their support of the podcast and for sponsoring the AD toolbox segment. Athletic surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic directors usually only hear back from that 2%, uh, that squeaky wheel parent, or, or maybe a frustrated student athlete, and we need to hear back from them so we can affect positive change in our programs. But we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey for you and your department and let you take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Go to athleticsurveys.com and get started today. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting, and I'm, I don't do this in all our interviews, but uh, I'm giving you a designation. You are a, now a friend of the show. Uh, we've been visiting with Dr. Janice Hilliard, President and CEO of Hilliard Solutions. Incredible background in athletics. But right now I'm going to task her with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job, and I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. Dr. Hilliard? What's going into your new athletic director toolbox? Wow, new ADs bombarded with a lot. So, so my my additions to the toolbox have more so to do with skills and attributes um, and things that you need to be successful. Okay, in that framework. So, first of all, I have to say professional development. I think it's critical. We often don't think about how we need to keep growing ourselves and how much time that we need to invest in um, learning more about our abilities, our skills, about what's happening uh, in the world. And often folks will do that through coaching. Obviously, I would say that uh, whether it's executive coaching or it's career coaching, you want to continue to grow. And so building in professional development for yourself as well as your staff, um, your coaches, and providing the funding 
and the resources to do that is something that really leaders do. Second, I, I would talk about uh, structure. Taking a look at the structure that you have um, for your program, for your department, and making sure that the structure is uh, inclusive uh, in terms of makeup, that it's diverse um, in terms of all the areas that you want to have covered, and that the environment and that it, it that allows you to provide the resources that you need. If it's to support coaches, if it's support teachers or the student athletes themselves, you need to have the resources and have access to people who can provide you with the resources that you need in order to make your program successful, whether that's on the field, in the pool, on the court, what does that support look like and how, how are you structurally designed in terms of how people communicate with each other to really get the work done that you wanna get done. And then finally, um, one of the things that I see, again, that's missing at all levels in sports is what I call making sure that your structure then also is integrated with the rest of your environment and, and you're in an educational environment. So you're a part of the, uh, the, the school, the educational aspects, even though sports is separate, um, you're within the community. You're integrated with the other departments, whether it's the counseling office or whether it's uh, security or whatever it is. And I think the more integrated your unit, your department is, uh, the more successful you'll be, not only in what you're trying to accomplish in your program, but also for your student athletes. So professional development, creating a structure physically that allows you to be successful with what you do, and integrating multiple departments and units uh, within your organization or school, as well as in the community. I, I love them all. You probably saw me scribbling down notes there and no surprise. I think you lead with professional development and, and all the things that are available to athletes, coaches, and athletic directors at Hilliard Solutions. Uh, the website is HilliardSolutions.com. One more time, how do they reach out, find out more about all the programs that uh, you can provide? Sure. Again, you can email me directly at drj at HilliardSolutions.com. You can send me a message on LinkedIn. Uh, just message me, connect. I'll be happy to get back to you. And then third, of course, is by visiting the website, HilliardSolutions.com. Fill out the contact box, which service you'd like to talk about. I'll get your email address. Uh, we'll set up a phone call and would love to have the opportunity to talk to you not only about your organization and what you're trying to accomplish for your student athletes and for your organization, but about your own professional development. And what does that mean in terms of having a plan for you as you proceed down this, this path um, in this career that we all love? Absolutely. Uh, you know, again, we connected. Now, I connected with Dr. Hilliard on LinkedIn. Uh, so those connections do work. Very glad uh, that I did that. Dr. Hilliard, thank you so much for spending all this time on our little podcast today and all the best moving forward with uh, the various initiatives that you have going on. Thanks for everything you do in our profession. Well, thank you for having me. And I love this audience and we are excited about expanding and, and helping folks kind of at, at this level too, where we all begin to continue to grow professionally ourselves. So I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, from, from, from some of the folks in our audience.
Good. Well, again, listeners, uh, you're not going to find uh, very many people. Like I said, I think there's seven in the world that have Dr. Hilliard's uh, wide reach in the world of sports and athletics. So check them out. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Um, we do this just about every day with new content, and we upload the Zoom videos to the Education Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Um, come back uh, next time for another great interview. And uh, if you have suggestions, you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, thanks for listening. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to this uh, episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Um, we appreciate your support. Check out our partners, check out our, our uh, sponsors, and we'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.